Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Matthew Catlin, Davis Rangi will be joining us momentarily as we get closer and closer to SEC tournament play. Of course, Tennessee will be taking on the winner of Ole Miss and South Carolina. I think that's right. Yes, yeah, Ole Miss, South Carolina. They play Wednesday. I don't know what time, though. Oh, man. I'm assuming probably 7 o'clock or 5 o'clock game, maybe. If you do not own or have ESPN+, Plus, do not pay $6.99 to watch that slop on Wednesday. That would be – that would just be atrocious. Yeah, be terrible yeah. basketball. Yeah, do not do not pay to watch that game, please. You pay $6.99 to watch that, you're getting bamboozled. Mm-hmm. You don't want to watch that. Ain't nobody in the world want to watch that. So, I thought I'd start off the show today – by comparing two teams. And I want you to tell me, Matthew, which team you would take. All right. And I'm going to start out by giving you the top three guys in production. I also have no idea who these teams are. Just putting that out there. By the way, that was Texas A&M that I referenced yesterday. I was saying a and I thought it was Memphis. <laughs> no, that was uh, Texas A&M yesterday. Ah, there it is. So okay. today I'm going to reference you two teams. Okay. Team number one. And we're going points, rebounds, assist. Your top three in production, 12.7, 4 6, 3, 10.7, 2.7, 5.4, 10.6, 5, 1.9. And we'll throw in a bonus just because it's not bad, 10.1, 4.7, 1.6. Your other team, 18.7, 3.5, 2.5, 2nd player 15.1102 and the other player 10.32.9 which three guys would you rather have on your team uh the second three okay even though the even though the first team is more balanced it's just the other team is just better more points i think with the top 3 all of them more points than their counterpart absolutely so i'm going to give you the rundown right here in points per game, four, team one, 71.9, team two, 72.2. Points against, team one, 57.5, team two, 61.7. Three-point percentage, even at 32. Overall field goal percentage, 43 and 51. Free throw percentage, 70%. 71%. Same conference record. One team has two more wins in the regular season than the other. Team one finished four and six in its last ten. Team two, six and four in their last ten. Would you like to take a guess at who the two teams are? First one's pretty obvious. We all know it's Tennessee. Yeah, first one is this year's Tennessee team, correct? Yes. Okay. Because I, I knew that based off the low free throw percentage and what they did in the last 10. God. The second team, the last, went 6-4 and four in their last 10. They had an 18-point-per-game mm-hmm. score and a 15-point-per-game score. Yep. What did you say the overall record was? 20-11. and 11. Was this was this um, Marcus Howard's team from a couple years ago? This is Conzo Martin's last team. This is the team that made the Sweet 16. <laughs> so those stats that I gave you, um, obviously for this year's team, Vescovy, uh, Zakai Ziegler, Olivier Kumwa, 
the top three that I gave you for Team 2, obviously the 2014 team, that is Jordan McRae, Jarnell Stokes, Josh Richardson. Uh, Jerome Maimon wasn't a slouch either. 9.7, 8.1, and 1.1. And tell me, um, Jarnell Stokes being in the NBA? Yep. Josh Richardson is still in the NBA. And is McRae overseas? But I he, think he is. Like he had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that team consisted of three, well, Two short stint NBA guys and a, a journeyman. Nice, yeah, a journeyman, a nice yeah. veteran around the league. They had a higher free throw percentage by one percent. Yep. The only, really, the only Defense. difference is Defense. field goal percentage. Uh, Twenty fourteen, it was fifty one percent from the field. This year, we're forty three percent. The points for there's only three tenths of a difference. Mm-hmm. That team ranked one hundred thirty second in the country. This one ranks one hundred eighty second. Points against, that team was 18th in the country at 61.7. This team is third in the country with 57.5. Because when you tell me that they gave up 64 points, it feels like back then, like, that's a lot of points to give up. But then it's really not. Because, like, I feel like everyone has this, like, preconceived notion that, like, 10 years or however many, seven, eight, nine years ago this was. Mm Mm-hmm. That like people score like forty points a game, which it wasn't. Like this is like you had a couple of games like that, but the majority of them. They, I mean, you were getting into the seventies. Yeah. you were getting into the eighties. Like college basketball scoring really hasn't taken a dip. You know, there's anomalies here. We saw it this year in Auburn and Tennessee. But I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the team that finished off strong in the year. Mm-hmm. Team also made the Sweet Sixteen. Let's get right to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Let's get Phil in here first. What do you say, Philly? Jake the Snake. Philly. I heard them complain about your car on the last show. What was that all about? Well, they can complain about it all they want, Phil. At the end, of, sure the, gets- at the end of the day, I'm getting me some pizza, I'm getting me some wings, and a 12-pack of Bush Light, and I'm going to the house. Bush Light. Good Lord. <laughs> Boy, I had that. <laughs> I had uh, had Bush Light since I went to the Emerald Club, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some Jim Dandies in there, ain't they, Phil? I've been there a few yeah, times. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they look nice now. Oh, was, uh, you see, they're talking about uh, Conzo, uh, his last team, and then Red Barnes team this year. Uh-huh. That Conzo team is way more talented than this team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, like we just said, you got three guys. Two of which just they had a cup of coffee in the league and they ended up playing overseas for quite a while and bounced around the G League. But Josh Richardson, I mean, he's been a journeyman ever since. He played a key part in that Miami Heat team a few years mm-hmm. ago. I guess it'd have been the 2017 start of the 2017 season. He was really a standout player for him. I think he was on the Miami Heat team that got the championship. He was not. He was not. No. Okay. And that was a uh, Josh Richardson's coming out party of the, the NCAA tournament, and uh, wasn't Will Barton the uh, point guard? Uh, Anton- Antonio Barton. Antonio Barton. Yep. Well, he's better than, than Tyree Kelly by a mile. I mean, uh, he was averaging seven and a half, two point two, and two point one a game. Well, they had two good big men in Jarnell Stokes and Jerron Mayman. Yeah, they did. And if if, John, if Stokes had sold that ball out there uh, instead of getting a charge called on, we'd be in the lead eight. Yeah, and I. Phil, I, I still to this day don't believe that was a charge. 
Well, I mean, you know, you don't want to let the zebras beat you when you can get a wide open shot out on you know on their side. He'd pass the ball out of that. Uh, not to mention, Phil, we got a uh, we got a very very good break. And the previous possession, when that player stepped out of bounds, his heel just caught the line as they were trying to get the ball up court, and we threw or threw the press at him. Yeah. Well, typical Tennessee, though, they can't get it done or not. Well, here she goes, Phil. <laughs> and Rick Barnes is going to get us our court. I mean, I, I can't believe all the excuses that uh, W and Barr keep trying to, you know, act like they, everything's fine. Yep, everything's I'm, fine, Phil. We're watching the well, best Tennessee team ever. And then you have uh, Kentucky and Vanderbilt fans calling in, so we need to keep Rick Barnes. And, as a Willie called in and said, that I'll tell you where your program is is when they, when they want you to keep somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> yep. That's yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> you know, and well, I've always I mean, said, as far as, like, keeping coaches around um, that have seen success early on. Now, granted, you know, of course, Donnie Tindall was the one that recruited Admiral Schofield. Rick Barnes did recruit. Jordan Bone and Grant Williams, but I, neither of them are inside the top 50 recruits that Tennessee's ever had. And I'm still a believer that Butch Jones was the beneficiary of some of the guys that Derek Dooley recruited, like Jalen Reese, Maven, Kurt Majit, A.J. Johnson, a lot of those guys that we loved on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, those were Dooley guys. Well, yeah. That's a brick by brick. Once everybody figured that out, though, that, was a, that thing fell like a cheap tent, didn't it? Oh, it did. I mean, that just proved. And you got to think we were we could have went four and eight in 2016. I mean, we were the luckiest team in the country was for the, the first six games of the year. That was what the nine and three season, correct? That was the uh, eight and four. Nine and four. Nine and four. Nine and four. Okay. Because yeah. we beat a crappy Nebraska team down in Nashville. Okay. We could have lost Appalachia State in that first game. Oh, I was there. I remember that one. I could not believe that game went in overtime, and then we. Go up to Bristol, and that game didn't start out well. Florida started out terrible. And yeah. Barely and beat Ohio, beat Kirk- got half our players hurt. Oh, and man. Beat Kirby, Kirby, Kirby Dunn, you know, on a Hail Mary. Yep. I don't know. Do you all feel this way? I feel like the these cupcake games, I feel it's just like games, like if we actually play like true opponents, there will be less injuries. It feels like there's more injuries when you play cupcake teams and like Power five teams. Oh, when you look at Akron, you lost uh, Cedric Tillman this year. Tillman, yep. You barely beat Ohio in 2016. You lose Jalen Reeves Maven. Got half our team hurt, essentially, that game. Yeah, that's why you limit your – you don't have many of your front liners out there once – especially if you got a game under control. Yeah, I mean, Stats are meaningless in games like that. Yeah, I mean, nobody's looking at games like that to judge who's winning the Heisman, who's, uh, who's going to the college football playoff. Those games – are just tune-up games and a chance to get guys in that don't normally get to play. I'm Rick Barnes about as much as I can. Uh, I'm going to try to be, get a positive spin on the football team this year. Uh, you look at their uh, schedule. We got to go to Alabama and mm-hmm. to Florida, mm-hmm. and you got Georgia coming here, and you got South Carolina coming here. So, what, what do you think is going to happen this year? I think we're going to win at Florida. Mm-hmm. I really do. Bama's going to be tough. Uh, Georgia's going to be tough. Georgia, I mean, they, I, I really don't see us beating Georgia. No, I see I see your two losses of Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. Which that's the same thing we said last year. Is about what we'll do. I yeah. think that's it. Yeah. 
as long as it's not South Carolina or Kentucky beaches. Uh, if that happens, I'll be ready to jump off a bridge again. I don't see how Kentucky could beat us. They got garbage at quarterback now. Like they got since the, the their their great saviors going to the NFL. <laughs> but Phil, I, tell me I'm wrong. I was right about everything that could have happened last football season. I convinced huh. you we were going to beat Florida, and we did. Yeah. I convinced you we were yeah. going to beat Alabama, and we did. I didn't think yeah. we were going to beat Georgia. And then when it came to South Carolina, I thought we would win, but I still had that thought in the back of my head. It's like, you know, weird stuff just happens down there, especially during night games, and weird stuff happened. Well, are you going to convince me that Rick Barnes gets to Saturday? No. Play Alabama? No. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> why, would we, why would we waste our breath doing that? Are we going to – are they going to get to uh, Friday to play Missouri? They should do that. I don't yeah. see us. I mean, we might get to Saturday, Phil. We're not getting to Sunday. Well, I know we're not getting to Sunday. I mean, good Lord. I mean, yeah, I mean who do you think is going to win, the, the, win, the, win this thing down there? Kentucky. Kentucky? Yep. Win the what? The SEC tournament. Oh, you think Kentucky's going to win it? Yeah, Tennessee right now has the second best odds to win it all. Kentucky's got the third best. I'm going with Kentucky. Is Case and Wallace going to play? I don't know. I don't know. If he don't play, there's no way Kentucky will win it. If he doesn't play, then it's going to be Alabama. If he plays, Kentucky's got a shot. Mm-hmm. What about Texas a and I just don't see it happening. I don't. You I don't? think they exhausted everything they could to get to it last year. And it didn't work out for them because they got snubbed out of the NCAA tournament. So I don't see them putting too much effort into this because it's not going to help their seating at all. Yeah. Where are they going to have a watch party at the, uh, they're talking about they're going to have for, uh, what was it, uh, Thursday? Yeah, they're having one out at Jets and Farragut. And Phil, I'm working on one for us, actually. I can't give any details because it's not set in stone. But uh, we got something right up your alley, Phil. <laughs> is it? Is it a lot of cold beer there? Oh, buddy, they got about, I think. How many beers they got on tap? They got a lot. Well, that's what that's what the drunk tank of me like. A lot of beer and a lot of drunks. That's, <laughs> hopefully, a victory. You know, that's what we're hoping for. Y'all, y'all, I love you guys. Uh, I don't want anybody to criticize Jack Scar though. I kind of got upset when I heard that. Well, Phil, it happens. I mean. At the end of the day, we know who's got the real show here, and we know who carries this show in the afternoon, so we're all good there. I tried. You've actually started a fever, and people are starting to take phone calls from their shows now. It's bleeding out. Everybody knows Jake the Snake's number one. See ya. Appreciate the phone call, Phil. Oh, man. Hey, we, we talked about this. You know what game we got to look out for next year? What's that? It's the UTSA game. That one's going to be weird. Yeah, that one That one obviously scares me more than Florida. Dude, they put up – oh, man. Uh, they, they were good they this year. They were very this good year, this rather. year. They were very, they've been very good for the last, like, two or three years. Yeah. Don't ever – don't count that UTSA team. They could honestly cover. What are they, the Roadrunners? Yeah. Yeah. I can see them covering Because, you know, the lines are going to come out. It's be like 14 and a half. It will be. Yeah. Most likely. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, and back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. TJ, the Kentucky fan, is next. What do you say, Teej? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Pretty good. I'm hungry. 
Well, I am too. That's why I'm walking about a mile down the road to get me some pizza here out here in Texas. Oh, man. Texas pizza. Yeah, it's called Little Italy. So hopefully it's pretty decent. You know, oh. that's another one of those things. Like, how many Italian restaurants or pizza places do we think are called Little Italy? And how many Chinese buffets do we think are called Chinatown? I know of three have, that are named Chinatown. We have a little Italy in Memphis, I think. There we go. Or number one Chinese buffet. Yes. <laughs> hey, man, I don't hey, care it's, uh, what it's named. As long as the food is good, I will eat it. Oh, me too. Hey, does uh, does Phil watch basketball? Because uh, he says we have no chance if Wallace doesn't play. But yet, we played some of our best basketball with Toppin at point guard and Wallace not playing against Arkansas. Well, there's a reason I took you all, TJ, to win it. I placed the bet today. Yeah, but uh, Casey Wallace is going to play. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Um, You know, we're sitting here with Tennessee's second best odds to win the SEC tournament. Don't waste your money. Hold up. Without their best defensive player and without their point guard, and yet, Tennessee fans are still wanting the coach to be fired. So, my question to you is, okay. if Ziegler was healthy, if Josiah Jordan-James was fully healthy, would Tennessee fans still feel that way? Yes. All right. Who do you all want if you fire Barnes? We can't fire Barnes. That's the thing is we'd have to pay him 22 20, some odd million dollars. 25 yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we're not paying but, that. Hey, hey, at least you don't owe your coach fifty-eight million if you want to fire him. This is true. I mean, Tennessee and Kentucky—they both got themselves in situations where they're just stuck with who they got. And I mean, it doesn't matter how much the landscape of college basketball changes. Uh, we're stuck with it. Yeah, I just uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting tournament. It really is because you know everything going on with Alabama, Kentucky kind of catching fire. Tennessee, injury-prone right now. Vanderbilt's hot. I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a year a team like Vanderbilt actually wins it all. I mean, just given how wide open college basketball is, TJ, nothing would surprise me. It doesn't matter if it's the SEC tournament, the ACC tournament, the SOCON, the Big South. It doesn't matter. Like, everything is just wide open this year. Nothing's going to surprise me with all these upsets that we're about to see. You know, not – this week, but next, when the first round of the NCAA tournament starts, nothing is going to surprise me. Nothing at all. I guarantee you every single bracket on the first day is going to be busted. Well, as long as mine is somewhat similar to last year and my entire Midwest region is intact all the way to the Final Four, I'm okay with that. I, uh, you know, I Oscar comes back. But then again, I hope he doesn't because with the next year team that Calipari is bringing, it's more like his team, fast-paced, above the rim. Oscar is more of a beat-you-down-low kind of guy, and I just don't see Oscar being able to get in next year with the guys they got coming back, which, you know, off subject here real quick, on my way out, out of the quarterback. In this year NFL draft, I would be happy if the Titans 
drafted Will Levis. Not because I'm a Kentucky fan, but because he's got a big arm. He's got the size. He reminds me of Josh Allen. There's potential there. Whether you hate him or not, there is potential there. Who would you take off the draft board if you needed a quarterback first? Y'all have a good one, man. Appreciate the phone call, TJ. Uh, I'm not taking Will Levis. Taking Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah, <laughs> Bryce, Bryce Young, Young would be the first day. guy that I go after. He's the best Alabama quarterback that didn't win a championship. Out of the five that are on there right now of Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, I'd even take Hooker before Will Levis. All four of those go away before Will Levis, in my opinion. Agreed. Let's get Westchester in here next. Welcome into the show, Davis. Uh, God, good to be rough back, day. man. Rough yeah. day, man. Two rough days, yep. Westchester, what's up, buddy? How are we doing, gentlemen? Long time no talkie. What's up, man? Hey, uh, I'll tell you who we're going to get is we're going to convince Rick to uh, retirement. Rick to finally retire. That uh, he, he's not enjoying this anymore. He doesn't want to be here. Maybe we give him ten million to walk away. If he agrees to retire, we do it quietly. Whatever. Blah blah blah. I'm going to tell you exactly who we're going to hire. There's that. And I don't want to hear any. I don't hear any crap. We're going to fight over it. We're going up to Detroit and we're getting Tony Jones back. Tony Jones. You think Bruce so? Pearl's best. Bruce Pearl's best assistant. Yes, he was. Playing for a coach. He's playing for a coach that can't win the freaking Horizon League. I mean, come on. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Tony Jones, his antics when he was here, they were some of the most entertaining to watch. I was sitting two rows behind the bench in Bruce's last year when we lost to Oakland. And I watched Tony Jones absolutely chew out John Fields. And that was oh, yeah. a sight to be seen. I couldn't quit laughing. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you that uh, we could, we could do worse, and he he wouldn't cost a lot of money. So you know, it's not the worst. It's not the worst thing I've ever said on this show. That's by far. That's but, uh, it's not the worst. Guys, uh, I, I said this on the other show. I want to let you guys know I am uh, officially no longer a Titans fan. I'm done. Uh, We're the, right there uh, with you, Westchester. We're trying to find a new team as is. I think I'm going to go over to the Nike outlet over in Turkey Creek, and whoever has the cheapest NFL apparel on the clearance rack, that's my new team. There's a Nike outlet in Turkey Creek? Oh, yeah, man. Where? Uh, Another sponsor, but by what? Uh, it's over by uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Thing, okay, because saying it's in Turkey Creek, it's like saying you know it's in like Campbell County. It could be anywhere. You know? True. <laughs> They're both about the same size. Right. So... Uh, <laughs> I haven't announced my my new team officially, but uh, they're uh, they're close. They uh, they're, I can still watch them on Sundays here locally, uh, occasionally. Does so, it involve uh, a bird or a cat? I'm not saying anything. Because if you if it there's, involves a cat, there's one of two things. We can narrow it down to one or two. Yeah, there's um, there's one north, there's one east, and there's one south. So, Ooh. well, judging by. If y'all can do some geography, I don't know. I know you went to Campbell uh, County, Jake. North, the, is, north, north, north is up. Well, I mean, they, here's the thing: is one of the colors for all the teams is black. The Bengals, Panthers, or Falcons? Hmm. Wow, that took some real detective work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I told I told Bear earlier that I, I'm sorry to say that, that I'm still holding on to my my little piece of the eagle. So. I couldn't be a Redskins fan, and then I got flushed for calling them the Redskins, and they'll always be the Redskins. So, I mean, they were the Redskins for how many years? You know, Florida State's still the Seminoles, aren't they? 
They're still the Seminoles. Atlanta's still the Braves. Kansas City's still the Chiefs. Right. So, you know, why why does one team have to change? I don't know. Moving on, moving on. Um, guys, uh, Friday or Saturday that, that, that uh, we go home from Nashville. I'm sorry, sorry. I didn't mean Friday or Saturday. Forgive me. <laughs> That's way too optimistic. Thursday or Friday. Or even Saturday. The three of y'all tell me you realistically when we when we go home. I mean, Saturday. I'm on, for me. I'm on, I'm on Friday. Saturday. I say I say we make it. I say we get to Saturday, but we don't get to Sunday. That's kind of where I'm at. I think we can make it to Saturday, but we're not getting to Sunday. But I would not be surprised if we got put out on Friday. Yeah, Missouri. Uh, now that they have a good coach, you know, not one of our rejects that uh, are uh, actually second recycled reject. Uh, they, they can do, they've been doing okay. So yeah. uh, they're they're not a bad team. Uh, you know, TJ wants to say some crap about Kentucky. Uh, hey, I'm just glad they finally found a way to make the tournament this year. I uh, back in early January, I put uh, five dollars on a plus three thousand on FanDuel for them to win the regular season SEC title. And obviously, they didn't do it, but for those odds, I'll bet I'll, I'll throw away five dollars. No big deal. Yeah, but why not? But speak. But speaking of uh, Kentucky and TJ, part of the reason I'm getting rid of the, uh, the Titans is I can't sit through this next draft, man. They need a quarterback. They need everything. And they're going to wait again until, like, you know, not that any of these, like, top five or six or four or five, whatever you're saying, quarterbacks are any good. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not even draft one of them. They're going to go to, like, round five and pick somebody from a school you've never heard of. I mean, I, I'm done. Do you think that run. do you think that Will Levis is this year's version of Jake Walker? No, oh, absolutely he is. Absolutely he is. I mean, the Titans haven't the Titans haven't drafted a decent quarterback since uh uh what was it? Steve uh, McNair, uh, Vince Young. I was gonna say Mariota, but he flamed out too. So Vince it's, Young flamed it's out. McNair. It's McNair, yeah. Yeah. And the only reason they and I agree with, I do agree with Russell on this, and he's he's not original when he said this, but there was a lot of talk back then that uh, the owner wanted uh, wanted Young because he's a big Texas guy, and you know Fisher didn't want him. Blah blah blah. But yeah, the Titans are a terrible running organization, and I'm glad to glad to, I can't do it anymore. I mean, so many years of someone said, uh, you know, you're just going to go to another another team and get the same pain. I said, look, I'm trying to get kicked in their crotch for 15 years. I'll take a punch in the face every now and then. I mean, yeah, guys. When years ago, I used to. I used to have to watch them lose to Florida on Saturday, and then Jacksonville on Sunday. Like that was that was my that was my that was my weekend. It was the Vols will lose to Florida, and the Titans will lose to Jacksonville. And like Jacksonville was still terrible back then, and no excuse to beat us. Like no, I'm I'm tired of this pain. Like I've got to separate something here. I've got to get out of the state for one of the two, and I'm not giving up on Tennessee. So. Right, I and mean, that's just kind of what it boils down to. Well, and, and Westchester, uh, you got to think about this too. They get rid of A.J. Brown and then draft a guy whose exact comparison was A.J. Brown. <laughs> you literally yeah. drafted to uh, drafted a guy who is compared exactly to the guy that you just traded away. Well, then they say, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna trade uh, uh, we're gonna trade we're gonna trade uh, Derrick Henry," and they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on." Oh, no one wants him. Oh, we were just kidding about that. That was just a that was something we put out as a, as, a, as a teaser to find out who the leak was in the organization. That was no, you realize you couldn't get anything for him, and that was it. Like, 
Well, I, mean, I don't know. You got to think, I'm man. Kinda... Running backs are not built like the bus anymore. They're just not. They're not built like him <laughs> and all these other guys that have somehow played running back in the NFL and had a long career. Running well, backs just were. don't have a life or a long shelf life. Well, they were just not running by Tennessee's line. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Powell High School had a better offensive line than Titans this year. Oh, that but. that was awful. That was hard to watch, man. Guys, uh, let's see. We cover that. We cover that. We cover that. Baseball. Uh, hopefully, we can get a, a, a you know a ten run rule in about the sixth or seventh tomorrow, and call call that. Or actually, tonight, I guess. Right? It's tonight. Tomorrow. It's tonight. Tonight. Right? It's tonight. Yeah. Call that a game and move on. But uh, I'm not too worried about baseball. I know they've had some uh, some falters, but I think they, uh, you know, at least Tony set us up for it, and he was realistic with it in the uh, in the briefing. He said, he said, I said, you know. Our pitching's there, our hitting's not. We've got some work to do, and we'll see what happens. I, mean, I appreciate his honesty. Don't you know? Don't pee down my leg and tell me it's raining. Don't tell me we're going to be great when we're not. Just tell me where we are, and tell me you can get us there. And right now, I believe you can get us there. So, I think he can. And uh, I mean, yeah. Also, Westchester, before you run, I know you're about to. Um, how you feeling about NASCAR this year so far? Well. My driver had a three-hour leg surgery, so Same. besides that, <laughs> um, he's no, out for I six think, weeks. By fine. the way, oh, it's the six weeks. Yep, I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah, um, so I'm not sure how the how the how it plays into whether or not I can still even qualify the playoffs or not. But um, watched a few races. Uh, I have to go back and check what the changes were. But let me ask you this, Jake: mm-hmm. I haven't watched every race start to finish. I'm assuming you watch more than I have. The flat tire problem seems to have been eliminated. Are we? I mean, these cars seem to be performing better than they were last year, right? I mean, this is a better. I know they haven't changed that much, but I mean, it's a it's a better race. It's a better car, right? From what I've I seen, yes. Car, but. California was fantastic. Unfortunately, it's probably the last time we're ever going to see that race. Daytona was Daytona. It was everything it was built up to be. Uh, this past weekend was Hendrick domination, with the exception of the nine car driven by Josh Berry. Uh, Kyle Busch, he's on a revenge tour. Chevrolet three, Toyota zero. Look, I love, <laughs> and I, I used to hate the, Kyle uh, Busch, man. I used to hate him. I, I know, I know, and I, I'm slowly coming around, and you're and you're a part of that. And I appreciate that. I'm trying, but the uh, the thing I like about Vegas though is if if you can run on it, you can run on it. Like I don't, I've never understood having a line and a track. Like I get, I guess it's for safety and all that, but. Man, if you're gonna have a track, let's just run the whole track and be done with it. Yeah. And whatever risk, whatever risk the driver wants to take to go low or go high, that's their choice. You know, if they want to, they want to run the apron and risk get bumped into the infield. That's that's what's gonna happen. But I, I know, I guess I'm kind of old school like that. I mean, I just, I guess it's not really old school. That's just different than with always running. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why NASCAR's ever had out of bounds. So never have. I mean, don't 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 speed through the. You know, pit, pit row at 150 miles an hour. I understand that, yeah. but if it's paved and you can drive on it, keep on going. That it is. Anything else, Westchester? Uh, guys, that's about it. I haven't I haven't said anything officially, but uh, we all miss Roger. Y'all be good. Peace. Yes, we do. Stay with us. Overtime continues. Final segment, hour number one, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.
Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio. Davis has entered the building. Matthew's here. I want to talk a little bit about what happened today on first take. J.J. Reddick is getting slammed right now for what he said. Basically inferring, like, excuse me, basically what Kendrick Perkins was referring to was that Jokic winning the MVP the past two years is because NBA, their governors, the guy that owns the team is considered the governor of the team, um, says the NBA MVP voters are white, and that's why Jokic has won the MVP. But all you had to do was do a quick search on Google.com, and you would find out that there has not been a white American that has won the NBA MVP since Larry Bird in 1986. Steve Nash has two. He's Canadian. Jokic has two. He is Serbian. Serbian. And Dirk, who is German. So I don't, I don't sense any, like, am I am I just skewed or am I missing? No, it's just Kendrick. I I actually think Kendrick's the one getting killed. I think JJ Redick saying what a lot of people are scared to say about first take. And you know, well, they push narratives all the time that just aren't true. Yeah, and he, that's exactly what he said today. And you know, it's good that someone finally put per, uh, big perk in yep. his place. Perk. Yep. Uh, you know, things you just go on and say whatever. He literally, I've never seen anybody flip flop more on TV than him. Doesn't matter if he's talking about the Grizzlies, the Lakers, whoever it is. He'll be like, oh yeah, they're championship contenders. Next day, no, they're not. They're garbage. <laughs> they're ass. Like he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I loved him as a player, but uh, I mean. I, yeah, am I missing something here? Like, no, I, I mean, how, that's how, thing. I don't think we are. How is voting for an organization that is eighty-five percent uh, African American in their players, their owners or governors, voting for the NBA racist? And if you want to, and if you want to break it down even more, eighty-five percent black, and then you have what percent is actual American white blood? I'll look it up. White, probably what two percent, one percent. Got a bunch of international players, otherwise. So it's hard to believe that that's racist. It's a false narrative. And I mean, I mean that's the thing with that show is they have pushed it out for so long. And the only time that I can remember Stephen A. just finally being like, you know what, I've had enough of it, was when Colin Kaepernick decided he was going to do his little camp. At a high school, because they just so happened to be there that day on a Sunday, the school district was to let him in on or let him into the football stadium at a high school in Atlanta instead of going to the Falcon Stadium, whatever it's called, the Mercedes Benz Stadium. stadium. Almost called it the Georgia Dome. Um, so he be. wouldn't go to that because of a liability waiver. And then Stephen A. called him out on it and he said, This guy does not want to play. This guy wants to be a martyr. Mm-hmm. That is the only time that Stephen A. has called out anybody for just being absolutely ridiculous and then um yeah he really got heated after that because terrell owens went on there and said max is blacker than you are and that's when he got really heated. that's when he got really mad but uh here you go just all about clickbait at the end of the day with first take um i have the numbers let me see this is from so in 2022 okay the the white percentage of ethnic ethnics in the NBA, white 
White males make up 17.4%. This is based on players. African Americans make up 718 Hispanics make up 2.4. I was going to say, I... Jose Alvarado. And... Hernan Gomez. Yeah, and it says uh, 0.4% mm-hmm. Asian players, and then there's 6.6% of players classified as quote-unquote other races. Sure. Interesting. So, yes. Well, less than... What less than one fifth of the NBA is white? I don't. That's not. I don't. I, I don't there's no way that's correct. But um, if you listen to Stephen A, like if he listen to a podcast that he does off of the air, off of ESPN and off the air, they tell him what the, he he says. He's like, yeah, you know, some days I go in there. We have a production meeting before the show. They tell me what to say, and they tell the guests. I'm I'm the one who's responsible for bringing the guests on the show. And I'll tell him what to say. The whole point is for them to go back and forth. But today, that was not planned or anything. That was real. That was live television. Well, you could tell it in Stephen A's face. And how mad uh, Kendrick Perkins was getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was... He got called out. I, I do like... Like, I like Stephen A, though. Like, he's been the person that I've been watching on TV ever since I was little. Mm-hmm. And if you get him away from those cameras of first take and, like, you ask him about his honest opinion about everything, political-wise... Uh, I think his narrative the, changes. Yeah, he's when he's not under the pressure of a big Corporate, microscope like yeah. ESPN and having to push out certain agendas. It's uh, he's a completely different person. I think. I mean, and you could see in his face today that he he couldn't agree with JJ, but you could tell he was actually paying attention to everything he was saying. Yeah, I think and Max Kellerman when he was on there. Oh god, that was that was awful. He's the wokest of wokes. What did Max Kellerman say? No, I'm just talking about like when Max Kellerman would get on there and he would just try to mimic Stephen A. and start screaming like Stephen A. Uh, it's like, dude, yeah. that is not that. Just stop. Will Kane? Just stop. <laughs> Will Kane got a, a Fox News deal out of that. Out of uh, they're arguing about mm-hmm. the Warriors not going to the White House when they won a championship. And yeah, Charles Barkley had had a quote on this. Did you see what he said? As long as it's within FCC regulations, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles Barkley blasts Kendrick Perkins as he said he crossed the line. And I quote, I can promise you this. I've never said anything on television just to get clicks. We can talk about race as much as you want as long as you're going to be fair and honest. But the slander of this man being Jokic in this situation is just total BS. Agreed. And Charles Barkley once again telling it like it is. Mm-hmm. Common Chuck W, but I, another solution is just they'll never do this, but have the MVP at the end of the total yes. total season yes. after the championship is concluded in June because the regular season, Jokic has back to back MVPs and he hasn't even made the Western Conference Finals since then. I mean, look at uh, who's it? What was it, what year was Doke the number one seed? They got beat. Uh, 07? Yeah, 07. The We yeah. Believe Warriors. Yeah. They, they lost them. first round. Yep. Stomped the MVP out. Yeah, I mean that's just um, that's just how it went. I wish they would redo it, or maybe I, I don't know. Like maybe have a I know they have a Finals MVP, obviously, but have a playoffs MVP, postseason MVP, and regular season MVP. Because if you start making a postseason MVP, a lot more people would take that more into account than a regular season MVP. Because you got to even be good enough to even get in the regular postseason to start with. Like yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a whole different category. Yeah. It's a whole other class. Yeah, it's but, a different ball game. Yeah, you can't. 
Because, like, these regular season MVPs, like, I mean, Dirk is the last one. Well, did, so what, Jokic, did he, did he make it, he made the second round yet last year, or did he not? No, he got bounced first by the Warriors. But they were injured, the yeah. Nuggets were. And then the year before, he made it to the second round? Uh, uh yes. Yeah. Say they did. Yeah, I think they lost to uh, the Suns. Yeah, Suns. Suns. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get our picks in before we hit the top of the hour. Who's going to score 20 plus in the NBA tonight? I don't know how he did on Friday. I can't tell you. We'll move on. We'll just call it even. All right. Sounds good. All right. Who's first? You can go. All right. Uh, SGA, 20 plus. Um, I'm going to go with. Let me see this. Hmm. Giannis, 20-plus. Curry's back. Let me take Curry. Uh, AD playing tonight? Yep. I'll take AD. Give me Ant, 20-plus. Give me Ja. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. We don't promote a loser like that around here. Yep. Um, Jingo. I'm going to go Jalen Brunson, 20-plus. Oh, wait, is he out again? Hold on. Give me a second. Uh, please tell me he's playing. Questionable, so he'll play. Yes, Brunson. Luca. I took my pick. Uh, give me – give me Mikel Bridges. Would I have one more? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Desmond Bain, 20-plus. Hope it's not a fourth quarter prop. Yep, yep. Because he oh man. he disappears in the fourth. I'm gonna go with Clay Thompson, twenty plus. Yeah. There you have it. So he's gonna score twenty plus in the NBA tonight. Had some good luck with some same game parlays last week. This weekend, not so much. Yeah. yeah. Although I did hit on Auburn to cover against Tennessee. <laughs> I haven't even got a chance to talk about that game yet. That's yeah, uh. Completely outcoached last five minutes of the game. That's all it comes down to. I can't disagree. I can't. Outcoached and offense once again have your little scoring drought last five minutes. That's the one time of the game you cannot have it. Out of any part of the entire game you cannot have in the last five minutes. It's that was pathetic watching the end of the game Saturday and but I expected it. I expected to lose. Like that's and that's my whole point, man. It shouldn't be okay for any of us to expect to lose a game like that. But that's just how it is with Rick Barnes and how we're we're just conditioned at this point. We're conditioned to accept mediocrity. Well, yeah. I just handed you the stats of uh, yeah this year's team versus the Conzo team, and it's very scary how similar they really are. Yeah, but this team isn't making the Sweet 16. That Conzo team, I looked it up when uh, Westchester was on the phone. They, f- they finished very strong. They made it to the – I believe the semi against Florida, who was number one at the time, they only yep. lost by four or five points. Yes. And, I mean, they got some luck in the tournament because Mercer beat Duke, but this roster was just so top-heavy. I mean, Jordan McRae averaged 19, Jarnell averaged 15 and 11. You had Josh Richardson as your third wheel, averaging uh, 10 and 3, but he was like a all, he's like a Mayshack type of player. That's who it is. But then you had another yeah. big in Jerome Mayman that was yep. no un- slouch either. Underrated, and then Antonio Barden really caught fire in the tournament that year. Um but yeah, I you can't compare these two teams, man. That team would blow that this team off the court. Stay with us. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.